0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Hey, all seven in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Happy Thanksgiving. It's rivalry week. It is I, Rob Paul, aka the host whose team has won 17 of their last 19 rivalry games. And with me, as always, is AJ. 2020 was the only year I had peace. Marquesi! Is that what I
0: sound like? Yeah? Wait, you didn't know that? Oh my god. This is devastating news. I don't think I'm going to talk the whole episode now. Have you never listened to one of our shows before? Absolutely not. This is not a good program. Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who
1: slashed, crashed, and mashed in Week 12 of college football.
0: Let's it! Going up! Who's going to bat it all on draft day? Hey, who's going to wager future picks away? Hey, who's going to reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together.
1: Let's go seven
0: rounds forever. And that's a
1: song. This year, Turkey Day at MyBookie gives you plenty of reasons to be thankful. Starting with a $250 risk-free bet on Thursday afternoon when the Dallas Cowboys host the Las Vegas Raiders. Bet the spread between the Raiders and Cowboys at MyBookie. When you win, you win. And if you don't, MyBookie will refund you up to $250. Simply put, you can't lose this bet. And that's why I call No Risk All Gravy. Before you get your wager in, set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code SPORTSDRINK at my bookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK, as in one word, to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. So you won't need to break the wishbone to be the one to come out ahead feast risk free on turkey day with my bookie and make sure to stick around for seconds as they gear up for what should be a fun black friday with tons of odds, boosts that will have your belly and your pockets full. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. AJ how happy are you that my bookie's back with us?
0: Uh you know what? For Thanksgiving this is all I wanted and my dream came true and uh I'll pardon them for for leaving us in the first place. Uh uh just a little
1: teaser here for a post Thanksgiving episode. They've got a post Thanksgiving uh, ad read. Like the the belly buster. Yeah. So yeah, get, just just I I know that's going to bring the listeners back.
0: <laughs> that's only lesson for is, is my book yeah, it's. Yeah, they've they've been devastated for the last hundred and twelve shows that didn't have the MyBookie ads. <laughs> Is that an accurate number or are you just guessing? No, that's that's obviously that's correct. Okay, good. I'm glad you got the numbers off the top of the dome. Um speaking of domes. I thought you say numbers, but okay. <laughs> that would have made way more sense. Let's see what I can do with this. Speaking uh, of domes. Do a helmet do a helmet transition here. Like senior Bowl The helmets. Kibbe dome in Idaho. Okay, never mind. Yeah.
1: Has been rumored to host the Senior Bowl in 2027. <laughs> Who's those rumors coming from? Um, just don't worry about it.
0: Okay, I won't. I'll
1: be, uh, I'll be cautiously
0: optimistic, Rob. That's it. That's all I It's part here. of it's part of Jim Nagy's plan to unite America. <laughs> Honestly, there isn't something as beloved in the entire country. Everyone agrees on it on how amazing the Kibi Dome is fact but for now
1: the senior bowl is in mobile and the draft starts there and we've got a whole bunch of names I'm about to read to you AJ are you ready
0: no because I'm gonna forget them all
1: our latest senior bowl acceptances Baylor running back Abram Smith Boise State receiver Khalil Shakir Coastal Carolina tight end Isaiah Likely Colorado State tight end Trey McBride Iowa State tight end Charlie Kohler Michigan State tight end Connor Hayward Boston College offensive lineman Zion Johnson. Washington State offensive lineman Abraham Lucas. Kentucky offensive lineman Darian Cunard. We're not even halfway there yet. <clears throat> Central Michigan offensive lineman Bernard Raymond and Luke Godedek. Uh, North Dakota offensive lineman Matt Woltzko. LSU offensive lineman Ed Ingram. Michigan offensive lineman Andrew Stuber. Kentucky defensive lineman Josh Paschal. Uh, Western Kentucky edge rusher D'Angelo Malone. LSU linebacker, Damone Clark, Iowa State linebacker, Mike Rose, Baylor linebacker, Terrell Bernard, Baylor DB, Jalen Petrie, Pittsburgh DB, Damari Mathis, Texas DB, Joshua Thompson, Kentucky DB, Yusuf Corker II, Toledo DB, Tyson Anderson, and Auburn DB, Roger McCreary.
0: And <coughs> scene. Well done, Rob. That wasn't too bad. Um, what do you want me to do? My, my most excited offense, my most excited defense?
1: Yes, please talk for a bit i need to catch my breath
0: <laughs> my most excited let me try to remember all those names hmm, there's quite a few good offensive players on that list there uh most excited though a guy we've talked about a lot i think i want to see isaiah likely the most you know like just want to see him get on the field down there and fucking blow that shit up because i think he's gonna be uh, a big big time riser also i'll add john johnson also on the offensive side of the ball uh, I think that's his week to shine. I think that's his money week. You know, I've talked to him a few times on the show. Uh, that BC team is not getting the same love, except for me, For me, that they were last year. And, you know, Johnson had that down year last year playing tackle. Kicked back to inside, and it's been great. So I think coming to the senior bowl, maybe showing up versatility, I want to do that. Just stick him inside, leave him inside, uh, and let him shine, because I think he's going to dominate one-on-ones.
1: Now that you've had your say, I will have mine. I'm only excited about the Baylor guys and the Maction guys. <laughs> I respect that. Um, I, I know it, it sucks because running backs aren't that important yeah. uh, at the senior role, but I am so happy to see Abram Smith there. He's becoming one of my favorite backs in the country. Um, I think he'll kill it in pass protection there, which will help him a lot. The other thing is getting to see him catch the ball more. Baylor doesn't yeah. really ask him to do that, so that's going to be huge. Um, offensive line wise, we have a sick group already. You yeah. talked about Zion Johnson, Abraham Lucas, and Darian Kennard. Like those, those three could all be top 50 picks. Yep. Um, and then I, I'm real excited about Bernard Raymond, the central Michigan left tackle, former, uh, high school wide receiver came to the Chippewas as a tight end. He, he, uh, is only start playing football in like the 11th grade. So much potential six, seven, just, uh, like three ten, freaky athlete. Has dominated maxion. If if, you, if I were to make a list of the best prospects through matchin it's him and Ralph Hawley, probably. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm really excited to see him against top-tier uh, competition. And then defensive side of the ball. Terrell, Terrell Bernard's one of my favorite players in the country. Uh, he's the Abraham Smith of defense for me. Um, just a fucking nightmare of a, of a tackler who just wants to kill you. Um, wicked blitzer, too. And his teammate, Jalen Petrie, is one of the feistiest nickels in the country. And I mean, we talked about them both last week uh, when Baylor upset Oklahoma. So getting to see him uh, match up with some some of these talented uh, pass catchers we've got, uh, and then Tyson Anderson, who kind of entered the year as maybe the most hyped Mac prospect. Um, hasn't? Uh, I mean, it's part of the position uh, in college football. Is like a lot of safeties aren't gonna get. Highlighted unless they're being used consistently as chess pieces. He's one of the guys who's been asked to play single high. He's long, he's rangy, he's had a good year for Toledo. Um, Four-year four starter. I want to see what he can do when asked to play man coverage uh, because he, he's been playing a lot of deep half and, and uh, single high. So getting to see how he does in those scenarios will be really fun.
0: And uh, old Jim Nagy tweeted out something like, if you like Notre Dame's Kyle Hamilton, you'll, <laughs> or if you love Kyle Hamilton, you'll love Tyson Anderson or something like. Yeah, yeah, that's a good take. All right, next, sir. Uh, for me, defensively, I got to say I'm most excited to see Roger McCreary, who um, yeah. uh, could be one of the top cornerbacks in the in the class. Uh, might be a fresh round pick. Uh, has had a really nice year. Auburn is six and five, but they're always ranked, so they're six still. It doesn't matter. Iron Bowl this week, baby. Um, but seeing him. One-on-ones, I mean, wide receiver DB one-on-ones, that was the best part of the week, right? So uh, that's not true. Off the line, defense line. But secondly, wide receiver DB. Uh, so just seeing him against uh, what looks like a really good wide receiver core. I didn't mention Khalil Shakir, but he's been a fucking dude. I think he's going to shoot up the boards too on offense. Um, but seeing guys like him uh, going up against McCreary, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, it's
1: big, I think, to get uh, a potential first-round SEC yeah. corner in McCreary. Yep. Uh, already committed. We'll see if, if hopefully that holds up. But, yes. um, I think it, it's especially interesting because the vast majority of receivers so far are small school guys. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good group, but there's no one who's a definite like top fifty pick or anything. Yeah. So it's going to be a huge pivot week for those guys. Um, the tight end group shaping up real well, and it's a great group of small school tight ends too. Uh, and I just want to say, I think Connor Hayward's going to have that, like... Jalen Hurd. Full... Uh, no, I was going to say more like, uh, what was that, t- the West Virginia tight end a couple of years ago?
0: Oh my god. Uh, uh, Wesco.
1: Yeah, I feel like
0: he's going to get like way overdrafted, <laughs> but I love Connor Hayward. I'm still waiting for the Wesco breakout. It's coming. It's coming. I feel it in my bones. Connor Hayward's going to be a stealer. He's going to join his brother. These, these tight end hybrids are always uh overdrafted and never good that's my take <laughs> that's that's fair
1: uh le- having likely McBride and Kohler though yeah along with Cole Turner like those are those are four of the dudes who are gonna get hype oh, yeah. as top 100 potential tight ends so getting to see them all side by side is gonna be pretty important for it all
0: i mean there, there's still a chance one of those guys is tight end one. Oh, like that, most definitely because it's yeah. still to me it's still
1: it's probably the most open position in the class just in terms of it's really deep but there's no yep. there's no for sure top 50 guy at all
0: yeah i totally agree
1: um okay week 12 in the books one last week of regular season football other how, than how other, other than how usc are already rob other than usc cal we still have usc cal on championship weekend oh, yeah okay that, that makes me feel a lot better yeah, you going to watch that? Oh, yeah. I'll be tuning in, baby. Fr- Friday night, get to watch the Pac-12 championship. Saturday night, get to watch <laughs> Cal play USC. <laughs>
0: um,
1: Yeah, week 12 in the books. Uh, Ohio State dominates. What else is new? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Down goes Michigan State. Uh, things things are shaping up for this to be a great week in rivalry week. But before we get there, it's time to break down the best and worst. Draft prospects that we saw in Week Twelve, but let's start with a non-draft eligible. Although some of the fr- one of my freshmen technically is draft eligible, so
0: that's I don't like that. I don't like hearing that.
1: I, you know, I'll just jump into it. Uh, Third-year freshman <laughs> Lou Nichols, the Central Michigan running back,
0: yeah baby, d-
1: gave us one hell of a a, a, a Mac performance against Ball State and the biggest matching game of the year. Um, carried the load for the chips. Two hundred nineteen yards, three touchdowns. He's a grown ass man. Uh, he he's a guy who was, you, you mentioned to me like he had bigger offers, I think, um, than Central Michigan, but he he chose to stay in his home state. And as all the greats he, do, Rob. Yeah, yeah, he l- legit NFL talent. I think like Dumb not to come out, not right? this year, not <laughs> this year. But he <laughs> leads the country in rushing.
0: You know what? I think the only position I got no problem coming out that early is running back. Probably. The shelf life's so short. Why not? And there's so many injuries in the league, too. You're going to get your shot. Like, if you got the goods, you're going to get your shot. 100%. Um, uh, but Louis Lou is sick.
1: Yeah, agree. Uh, and I just want to mention, on the other side, in that same game, the Ball State running back, Carson Steele, he he is the most Maction running back. <laughs> and he's a true freshman. Old, he was Mr. Indiana Football last year. Stayed in state at Ball State. Uh, and he's he's been great for them this year. He's been one of the most important pieces of that offense, especially in a year where Drew Plitt hasn't been very good. Yeah, Carson Steele looks like the real life Tim Riggins.
0: Um, hey, if we're, if we're gonna stick in the mag. I'm gonna shout out Trayvon Rudolph again, who I uh, said broke down his touchdown run on the show. But hey, this is this is the new week. This is this was that week. I'm so confused now. He had like a, a shit ton of yards, 80 yards receiving, uh, 94 rushing with that 75 yard. Uh, and around touchdown. Uh, I don't know, man. He just keeps fucking killing angles in the MAC. He's he's a ton of fun.
1: Yes, he is. And speaking of the MAC, Sky Moore just had a huge touchdown for Western Michigan.
0: Who could have been in your best sophomore uh, last week too? Yes, Kill Bell be having a good night.
1: Um,
0: my it's- final best
1: freshman is Utah safety Cole Bishop, who was popping all over the field against Oregon. Broke up two passes. Had a big TFL, long, thin.
0: Uh, but rangy safety was looked feisty as hell. Uh, I'll give you. I'm surprised you didn't mention Denzel Burke, who I thought was uh, fucking outstanding against State. Uh, I, knew, got in, I, I knew I didn't have to because you bring it up. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I got two. I got him in another one. Uh, yeah, I mean, had that amazing forced fumble. Shouldn't have been forced fumble. Like swiped the ball out of Reed's hands while he was still on top, reaching for the first. That was an amazing play. Of course, they overturned it and ruled it incomplete. Regardless, amazing play from Burke, and he was just balling out on the field. He got banged up for a bit, came back into the game, uh, said this week he's not missing the game. So that's all good for for, uh, Ohio State. Um, Yeah, he's a dude. You hyped him up the last couple weeks, and and he's showing out right now. Yeah, he's the next
1: great Buckeyes corner, Denzel Burke.
0: Speaking of the next great uh, player from the game, Donovan Edwards, Michigan's running back, uh, finally got his shot kind of. Three carries, eight yards that's not what was impressive rob he had 10 catches for 170 yards and a touchdown uh the touchdown was a sweet uh, like 70-ish yards on a wheel route uh he just looked like a better athlete than anyone on on the terps uh caught it just outran the around the whole maryland defense uh big breakout game for edwards uh gonna be fun watching him move forward in that michigan backfield um is he better than trayvon Henderson? no not right now but maybe that's what we will i be. thought welcome to rivalry week <laughs> sorry yeah he is he is who's your best sophomore um there's a good pick of them uh i'll start with bryce young i'll start with bryce young who had yeah. the alabama passing yardage record against arkansas single game obviously 559 five touchdowns nine incompletions um I'm glad that we're getting to the point where we don't know who the fuck is good in this quarterback class. But next year it looked really, really murky as well. And uh, Bryce Young and uh, I hate to say it, but CJ Stroud are, uh, yep. are really emerging.
1: Uh, yeah, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are the two best sophomores this week. I mean, Young threw for 559 in five touchdowns against Arky. Stroud threw for 432 and six touchdowns while completing 91% against Michigan I, State. I thought Stroud was better for the record. I just knew you. Uh, I think he was too. Um, he That one touchdown to Olave was one of the best throws of the college football season.
0: Yeah, it, it really was. I mean, the ball just kept carrying it and carrying and carrying. And it was like, what, maybe f- 60-ish air yards-ish, 55-55? But just kept carrying it. And he just threw Olave open. Like, Olave was... Um, not at the right hash, but like at the at the n f l right hash if that makes any sense, and he threw it outside like towards the left hash and uh that was a hell of a fucking bl- not to mention you know fifteen yards further away downfield that was a hell of a throw um he's had a couple
1: throws this year that are just absurdly placed he layers the ball so well his yeah <clears throat> he doesn't have like a massive massive arm, but it it it's a well above average, and it's really i think um. His his processing speed and his ability to like look off receivers. I, I th- they highlighted it throughout this game too. Like three of the touchdowns, he just easily moved the safety with his eyes to to mm-hmm. open it up for Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, um, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. and um, I don't know though Young and Stroud, who are both technically r- freshmen still, yeah. Um, like the, those two look like they're going to be considered top five picks entering uh, next season. Uh, agreed. Totally agreed.
0: Uh, also, uh, it's weird, like Jackson Smith and the Jigba was as good as always. Too. Yeah. And yeah, it was kind of like the the, right, the usual suspects here. I put Smith and Jigba, and Will Anderson, who um, might be the first pick in the draft next year. We're just just chalking it up. Another huge game. Eleven tackles, a sack, three and a half TFL, uh, TFLs. He's uh, got the most pressures in, in college football over the last two years. Uh, is is next year's class better than this year's? <laughs> isn't it always? Isn't it always? Yep. I swear to God, weren't there people that said this year's class would be better than last year's in terms of quarterback? Last year, wasn't there a couple of those people? Yeah, you, me. Yeah, and prove me wrong. You can't look at the class; it's been shit. Um.
1: Speaking of defenders, I also thought Noah Sewell, despite Utah yeah. blowing the doors off Oregon, Noah Sewell was kind of the only guy on defense for the Ducks that really stood out throughout that game. He just Agreed. trained tr- like he's a train. He just get like that his his sack, where he just fucking flew downhill and ate up Cam Rising.
0: There was a lot of that. He just he knocks your head off when he hits you. Sewell's fun, man. Nice. He's—I don't know—I think he's like the most enjoyable sophomore. You know, like like going into the class, I'm gonna I already know I'm gonna be, love him. Like I don't remember a linebacker that's in recent memory that I've felt that much about. Yeah, I guess Parsons, he, but a little different. But yeah,
1: he—he's kind of got a similar thing to Parsons where he just is so physical, but so athletic downhill. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense, and like he's a terrifying blitzer, and he's yeah, he carries his weight so well.
0: Yeah, well he's uh, listed at what, like two sixty or something?
1: Yeah, he he's like thirty pounds heavier than Parsons,
0: too. <laughs> yeah, that's freaky. He doesn't look like it though. No. Uh weekday warrior. Uh I didn't watch too many weekday games, so I'm gonna go back to Maction ma- and okay. I'm gonna go to the to the game to the man they call Baby Juice Check, baby. Clint Rakovich, the NIU. Uh Put him yeah, in the senior bowl, Nagy. H mac He will be in the senior bowl. I know Nagy fucking loves him. I think it was him that called him baby juice tech. So uh <laughs> it was only like eleven carries, seventy five yards. That's a really good average and two touchdowns. But like whenever they needed a first down, it like it might be like third and seven. They just handed him the ball and he like did it for him. And like obviously blocking well and stuff. He's not a big dude. I think he's like five eleven, two twenty or something like that um but he's he's a a fun player he's fun to watch in the mac i don't know if he's legit or anything but he's got some skills
1: he's a very mac player Um, yes my weekday warriors guy i've gone to before the only time i watch louisville is when they play on weekdays (laughs) and every time that happens malik cunningham is ridiculous Mm -hmm. so against duke who is one of the worst power five schools i've seen this year um yeah. He threw for 300 yards, five touchdowns, ran for 224, and two more touchdowns. He had the 72-yard touchdown run that I, I sent you a clip of when it, it happened. Insane, yeah. And it was just so ridiculous. the, the like, I, It's hard to explain how elusive he is and the contact balance he showed on top of the burst to go down the sideline and separate from everyone. Malik Cunningham's quietly having an amazing season. Um, he has 18 rushing touchdowns on the season. Yep uh he he has a a whippy arm i think he's quietly becoming a guy we're going to be talking about as a senior qb prospect in
0: 2023 you know cunningham has been so up and down his whole career there's been moments where i'm like yeah i got no doubt that this guy's going to be you know a draftable guy down the line and then last year happened and he was so bad i'm like okay let's forget about him and then this year he's been a great again and uh, it, I think it's gonna be hard for the Baltimore Ravens not to uh, look at him. I'm gonna say that as their backup quarterback. Give me one reason, right? Like he is.
1: This is currently his third year as a starter. He's a redshirt junior, so he's gonna assumably be back next year. Yes. The the quarterback class next year in terms of seniors doesn't look great. Like he's he's gonna be like especially with what the NFL is looking for, especially given what some guys like. Um, Lamar Jackson's kind of helped open the, open the way for more athletic quarterbacks, but obviously he's not Lamar, but the arm talent, like he's completed over 60% of his passes all three years as a starter. He doesn't turn the ball over that much. And he's such a dynamic athlete. Like, and we just saw Tyler Huntley win a game for the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Like that also helps him. And Malik Cunningham, I think is a better athlete than Huntley was at Utah Yeah, and has more arm than him too. I agree.
0: just maybe not as not as accurate, but yes, I agree with you. Yeah,
1: so I'm pretty safe for, for what the future holds with Malik Cunningham.
0: He's fun. He's definitely fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, best prospects of the week. Starting on offense, who you got? Uh, I split it between Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. That's that's, that's, that's to do.
1: <clears throat> that's so funny. I split between two receivers as well.
0: Two different receivers? Two wow. different receivers. What a week. <laughs> <laughs> what a weak rob. Uh, no, I mean I think they deserved it for that absolute fucking demolition job on Michigan State. Olave had 140 yards, two touchdowns, seven catches. <laughs> Wilson, very similar. Seven catches, two touchdowns, one hundred and twenty six yards. i uh, we'll start with Olave. We we mentioned that um, uh, that that other the second touchdown when Olave uh, just got thrown open by Stroud. Um Had that other one, the post route, the first touchdown. He's open. Like, Stroud puts it on him. It was a really nice catch, though. Like, it was a good throw, but also a nice catch. Yeah. Um, And then, like, just a little bit of adjustment and just kind of leapt in. A nice catch. Um, Then he had that one really crazy ball adjustment catch where Stroud just kind of chucked it up, uh, getting hit. And he adjusted to it on the sideline. That was amazing.
1: Like, that, that was amazing. But both the touchdowns, too, just showed off, I
0: think, really great ball tracking skills. Yeah. Yeah, like the, which the throws throw year, of course the yeah.
1: throws were the throws were obvi- like better than the catches but the tracking skill and it especially his ability to create separation too and mm. and it, it's perfect that it, I finally last week came out and said like olave has been the last <laughs> couple of weeks
0: kind of a letdown and then he comes and shuts me up immediately yeah no very much <laughs> yeah yeah cuz like yeah Stroud that was a great throw to get him open but also Olave to just keep on motoring and get the separation like you just said um, Gary Wilson started right away with it. Just a wide open. Just I don't know, the cornerback was sleeping, gave him a free release. Um I saw on Twitter today they they pointed out, I forget who it was. One of the PFF guys, I think. Just like showed him like just he he was already knocking the guy's hands off, but the hands weren't there, just like instinctively. And he was just guy yeah, such a clear yeah. release and he was wide open from the get go. And Stroud good good ball. Easy. uh nothing. Like nothing doing for Michigan State. Um he had that one really nice comeback route. And then he put like a sick juke on. He didn't get too much yak, but it was just like a nasty juke. I when he made that juke, I'm like, oh no, here he goes. And then luckily, there's three Spartans there for for Michigan State. It didn't fucking matter. But uh, Wilson is Wilson's fucking good. Um, I mean, I think I might know who your your guy is, so I don't want to jump on any toes there. But they're very good. They were fucking elite. And Michigan State secondary sucks, but uh, they were still great.
1: Yeah, they're so great that Jameson Williams had to transfer to Alabama, and then became one of the best pass Blit, catchers in the country in the in SEC
0: finalist. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So my 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 wide receiver tie is is two SEC receivers who made this game fucking dynamic. Yeah. Trail Burks at Arkansas, Jameson Williams at Alabama. Um, Are they I'll the first four receivers off the board? They gotta be. They all four of them. I mean, Olave, Olave Wilson and Burks have exceeded the hype. Jameson Williams out of nowhere is, is joined the party yeah um let's start with Burks who was playing banged up and it felt like Alabama should destroy uh Arkansas Alabama got up 10 nothing but there, it was like kind of a it felt like it was gonna be a slow cooking of a death for Arkansas yeah but they they fought back and they held in, in, in a huge part of that on top of the KJ Jefferson was Traylon Burks who had his first touchdown. Um, was kind of the patented like get him the ball in space and just let him, uh, make, make, break a tackle, make a play, and and he uh, stiff arm uh, Malachi more for a touchdown. But the other touchdown is I think the one that was maybe as impressive as some of the catches he's made this year. What he did on that second touchdown down th- yeah. they were down thirty one fourteen in the third quarter. KJ Jefferson went to him back shoulder, uh, he had Job on him, and he just he he caught the ball created some separation and. Fucking, I ran the whole Alabama defense, including multiple DBs who had angles on him, and he's a 230 pound receiver. Like, I think if you saw Jamison Williams or Garrett Wilson do that, you wouldn't be shocked. But to see Traylon Burks, a guy who isn't known for his speed, do that, it just it felt like A.J. Brown ask. It felt so yeah. A.J. Brown esque. And again, he was playing banged up. He was making every play he could make for them. He, he, uh, he he made another one down the sideline where Jefferson went to him back shoulder and with Joe Bonham off play action they were kind of in their own end and he just made such a great play on the ball and his, his ability to box guys out using his size uh, was on full display and then on the other side like as great as Bryce Young was and, and hey John Mechie had a great bounce back game too for the record um, Jamison Williams is like the engine of that offense. Just get him the ball in space and like let him make a play. They ran an RPO where he outran the whole Arkansas defense, and his speed just looked like he was on another level. Um, they, their, the, then his other touchdown was just like a straight. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm I'm dealing with some. Uh, I'm I'm playing injured like Traylon Burks with a, a throat injury. Um, uh, the the other touchdown was on a, a deep post, and he just. It's to- toasted the whole Arkansas secondary uh tracked the ball perfectly um and it, I mean it, his speed was they like Arkansas just couldn't handle him whatsoever yeah. and I, wait in the first touchdown too he had a 79 yarder uh was his first touchdown he, I forgot about it where he just it was also a fucking amazing throw for Bryce Young for the record yeah, it was. but he he was bracketed by defenders and it he kind of like as the ball was in the air, both defenders were in pretty good position. He had like a half step, and then he just pulled away completely the and housed year, it. Yeah. Like it was Deshaun Jackson-esque. He's
0: been Deshaun Jackson-esque this year for them. Definitely, no good take. Uh, jumping to Burks first. I just want to say how impressive that that big that the big long second touchdown was. Where you just don't see dudes doing that to Alabama ever. You know, and I know, I know their defense isn't as good as usual, but it doesn't matter. That that was crazy. Like you said, at two thirty. Uh, being able to run away from that Bama defense was, um, was special. I don't know. I think that's the, that's going to be the play that you come back to when, um, or like even teams, you know, they come back to, and I, like, it's not like teams aren't going to love them, but you throw in that play, and that that's the play that's going to sell you. You know what I mean? That's that's R- right. Right now, of these four receivers, who I think all
1: are clear top forty selections, I think three of the four almost guaranteed first round picks. Who who do you think is the first off the board?
0: I don't know. I think it's gonna. I think it's Garrett Wilson
1: right now. I think Garrett Wilson's the most well-rounded.
0: Yeah, I think. It, I think it honestly. If I went to say, I'd say Wilson, then Burks, and then Olave. But um, oh, you don't.
1: I think Will, Williams goes ahead of Olave.
0: Yeah, I guess it, it depends on the team though. I don't think they're going very many picks apart from each other.
1: I think Williams is gonna run like a, a I don't know, a four, three, five, and then go yeah. top twenty.
0: Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, um, this
1: is really uh, every year we say the receiver class is so fun, and, and yet again it is. And these four have been awesome, awesome,
0: awesome, awesome. They're my
1: top two shooting up the board for the for the yeah, record. I was gonna say Olave and Wilson were mine, so <laughs> perfect. We've we're just banging things things out. I think
0: defensive uh, prospect of the week was a little tougher for me. But what about you? I totally agreed. Uh, there was no one that stood out, so I went back to the fucking well. I thought Aiden Hutchinson was the best defensive player. I'm sorry. I thought he was the best defensive player that I watched this week, especially this given no one had any massive performances. This
1: real smart. You name some Ohio State guys on offense. Gotta gotta say a Michigan guy for
0: defense. I get it. And also, this is this honestly, I put him here in protest for him not being on the Bernard uh Bernardic oh my god, Bednaric finalist list. Was he not? Should, should have been it, okay. It was, it was Jordan Davis. Kavon Thibodeau and Kyle Hamilton. So like you can't take anything okay, away from but those three. but
1: Kyle Hamilton's missed half the year. Kavon Thibodeau's missed some games. I put Aiden Hutchinson above both. Totally agree with you.
0: I told not Davis, and I think Davis deserves it. Yeah, but, no, Dave,
1: Davis is a lock, but I I think Aiden Hutchinson above both. I yeah,
0: I, I mean like I would easily argue Hutchinson over over Thibodeau because because the injury, and like I said, Hamilton's been banged up too. So again, what else is new? College football writer's not watching other teams. Blah blah. blah. Anyway, so yeah, this is my uh, protest that he should have been a finalist easily, um, and it was like. It was like the first drive against Maryland, he just took the game over, and it it, it got less flashy, but like, you know, classic Indiana Hutchinson, where it's every play, is just making something happen, but not necessarily making the play. Um, no sacks this week, had a TFL, but had a PBU on the first drive, I think the second snap, he just got his arms up. He just feels so well-rounded, man, and then the next, very next play, he chased down a screen play on third down, uh, prevented it. It was a hell of a fucking play, where he just got wide on a little bubble screen, and uh, was kind of alone out there. I, mean, I made the tackle, and then uh, he had he had another huge run stop on a fourth down, uh, where he just slashed inside. Like they had no chance on him. I he, I think he's complete. I think I think Thibodeau. I don't know him and Thibodeau are going to be a fucking argument there, Rob. I, I think I, I I agree with you. And I agree I think, with you, and I think more people are going to agree with you as we get closer. Yeah, and I think. When it comes down to it, Hutchinson's more well rounded. He's more of a complete p- player than Kevon Thibodeau. I'm not saying he's better, but I think he's just more, more of a complete player right now.
1: This is the AJ hour because uh, my best defensive prospect is your, probably your favorite non Wolverine in the country, Sauce Gardner. Yeah, he probably, he probably is my favorite non Wolverine. Um, against SMU, the number one offense in the AAC, Sauce Gardner got targeted one time. Obviously, it was not completed. He <laughs> shot. Now, Danny, Danny Gray was out, but he shot reggie Roberson down completely uh which is a little hint at his sliding down the board later oh. but uh he he was he's phenomenal like he was sticking to Roberson like glue and when he wasn't on Roberson, it didn't like they, they couldn't do anything like tanner mordecai looked lost the cincy defense as a whole played awesome kobe bryant played great across from them too but uh i think sauce gardner was the story now hey they're ranked uh top four and they're set to make the playoff they, they control their destiny now yep and um I mean, Sauce, Sauce Gardner has been as good as that name suggests. I still don't get why he's not getting the love he deserves. I think it's just people that don't don't haven't like as great as since he has been. A lot of people haven't watched since he games because yeah. they're normally play, even though they've played some lesser teams close, like they like the SMU game felt like it should have been the the biggest since he game of the year to this point, right? And Like since he just, I watched the whole game, and since he, it was never a doubt, and it wasn't a very exciting game. Since he just knows what they're doing, and I don't know, there's more exciting games on, so no one's watching Sauce Gardner. And plus, because he's never allowed a touchdown, no one even bothers throwing at him really anymore. I feel like people forget he's there.
0: Okay, I'm gonna frame this because obviously I think they're locked into four. I think they're gonna finish the job, obviously, and get into the playoffs. And I'm fucking happy that they're going to. Um, I shouldn't jinx it, but they should, right? Um, I'm excited to see, say if, you know, someone's got to lose in the SEC, right? So this is not going to be the final top four, and obviously Michigan's going to beat Ohio State, so that's not the final top four either. But with this top four, say they say the finish, not in this order. But I really hope it's not Cincy, Georgia, because I want to see Sauce against those Bama receivers or those Ohio State receivers. Uh, I want to see Stetson Bennett put Sauce in a grave. (laughs) It'd be so much less fun because, like, he's just, like, it's gonna sh- shut down Ladd or something. Like, okay, sick. But I want to see him against you know all those fucking receivers we just named.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Good take. Okay, um, shooting up the board. We've both mentioned our top two. So in, in total, Traylon Burks, Jameson Williams, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, you we those not, are the those were the four best draft eligible offensive players this week. Totally. Agree. Um, my, my next up on shooting up the board, the Ohio State offensive line as a whole, mm-hmm. um, specifically N- Nicholas petit and, uh and Th- Thayer Mumford, who mm-hmm. has looked great at guard this year. Um, yeah, yes. Mi- Mi- Michigan State's front seven couldn't do anything. And Michigan State's not like a loaded front seven in terms of NFL talent, but they're, they're a good unit who's played well this year. Yeah. Um, and Ohio State just blew them off the ball. It felt like every snap C.J. Stroud had forever in the pocket. It was rare that C.J. Stroud had to extend a play with his legs. They ran for two over 200 yards. They only gave up two sacks. Uh, Petit Freire is a free, freak athlete. Thayer Mumford, as a guard, is a good athlete who, is, I think, really made himself some money this year. Um, two guys who could both end up... Uh, well, P- Petit Freire, I think, is going to be a top 50 pick. and M- Mumford's like, he
0: should be at the senior bowl and, and could be... End up who knows, a top one hundred guard. Yeah, no, that's a good take. I, I gave them a shout too. Also, like I thought about putting a DeWan Jones here for Ohio State. Um, he well, I mean he's the greatest basketball player in high school history. And you see those highlights? God damn.
1: So but, so yeah, DeWan Jones is I don't think he comes out, but Yeah six six eight, like like three fifty and moving the way he moves. He's been really good this year. Yeah. Like I mean, he's he was so good uh through the spring and everything, that it that's why Mumford, a four-year starter at left tackle, is playing guards. So they could slide Petit Freire over and start Dewan Jones at right tackle.
0: Yeah. Hey, um, anyway, While we're here in Buckeye, I don't have a lot of shooting up the board because we've hit so many guys already. Like I Petit Freire here too, uh, but I've got another Buckeye. Uh, not a huge statistical game. I almost had him for outplayed the box score, but i got another Buckeye there. I put Tyreek Smith here. who Yeah, he played awesome. Played fantastic, and he's been fantastic in the last... I don't know five weeks or so. Like he's had a really good year. The, the not,
1: Buckeyes' defense has turned it around a yeah. lot in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and part of that is Matt Barnes being the defensive play caller now. But part of yeah. it is having Tyreek Smith emerges as, as a edge player they can lean on.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's I totally agree. And uh, he had that like big TFL where he just read that zone read perfectly and then yeah and ate him. Um, had the, another guy had had a big PBU there too. Only two tackles in those two plays, but. Uh, his presence like he I thought like he was way more around the football than that. I thought he had like a good chunk of pressures uh not credited for them for some reason though, but I thought he was I thought he was outstanding.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um going to the Utah Oregon game, I'll give you one guy on each side of the ball. Devin Lloyd, it was it was like his least statistical impact statistically impactful game this year. Yeah. But he still looked awesome. He made a couple plays backside um his ability to stack and shed, and get off a block against the run was awesome. He got downhill on on uh, um, an outside run for a TFL. Just, he was playing at a different speed than Oregon uh, run game that's been great this year. Yeah. and kind of carried that team. So he deserves a shout-out. And though he had two drops, Brent Keithy's athleticism at the tight end position made a huge difference for that Utah passing attack.
0: That was my next guy, yeah.
1: Yeah, like he had two drops, but... He still went for hundred and eighteen on five, and one drop was tough, and, and uh, he he drew pass or defensive holding maybe on it. Yeah, um, and the other drop was bad, but just his play speed as a as like kind of a move tight end. Put Oregon in a, in a tough spot defensively.
0: Yeah, that, that one catch and run where you just kept shedding sacks. Yeah, looked yeah. It, looked like he was going to – just up the middle of the Oregon defense. Looked like he was going to go down. Nope, shed sack. Like he gonna, just kept going and going. And he was just so dangerous after the catch. And you really felt on a very – against a very talented Oregon defense, you know, you felt his explosiveness. I, I thought – I agree. So, yeah, drops, but uh, athleticism on, on display big time. I, I,
1: another senior tight end who could be at the senior bowl. and, and
0: Yeah, he should be.
1: Yes. Um who else do you have? That was it for me. That was my whole list. Okay, that that's my whole list too. Let's get this sliding. Um okay but before I asked you, I just wanna say the running back class in general, um we I knew got it two running backs, yeah. Okay, right yeah. We we knew it wasn't a very impressive looking like a solid group but no one that you're like the NFL people are really gonna suggest as a first round guy, probably. Yeah. Um and like Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller under the years, like kind of the cream of the crop. And they both, I, I I don't think have lived up to expectations. Kenneth Walker obviously came out of nowhere, put himself on the map, was a Heisman favorite, was irrelevant against Ohio state. So that's my first thing. And part of it was Michigan state got down early and they just gave up on trying to run the ball. But Kenneth Walker had seven touches for 29 yards. Um And, like, I think Kenneth Walker's an NFL starting running back. I think he's the best running back in the class. I don't think you take him in the first round. I don't think you think that either. No. Um, I love and, him, though. Yeah, and, like, I think he's going to be an instant impact starter in the NFL, but it's just, a, a, like, the type of running backs, one, you don't take running backs in this first round ever. Two, the types of running backs we see go in the first round are the types who can change the game no matter the circumstances. like You think back to the things Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley did at Stanford and Penn State, respectively. Like It didn't matter who they were playing. They would have huge games. I always think back to that Saquon Barkley-Iowa game. That was one of the greatest running back performances I've ever seen. Kenneth Walker isn't that type of running back. Um, We've seen running backs of his status go in the first round before. I just don't think you take him. And then on top of that, uh, I thought Brees Hall looked terrible against Oklahoma. He could <laughs> not create for himself.
0: Those were my two guys, by the way. Okay.
1: Two, yeah. I'll, I'll give you one more too. Despite UTSA and Neep Nation Under- defeating UAB in a crazy game, that game was awesome.
0: They didn't move up. Disgusting. But anyways,
1: yeah. Uh, sincere McCormick didn't really do all that much, and he had plenty of opportunity. Uh, he, similar to Brees Hall, he just wasn't creating for himself, and like. The defense was keying in on him, uh, which really opened it up for Frank Harris, who had a great game. Um, yeah. And he's a really fun quarterback. Um, but it just reminded me that, like, as, as fun as McCormick is and as much hype as he has, like, he he's another guy who he's probably more like a day three pick. Agreed. So I just th- I I, think the, though, it, yeah. the running back class as a whole. But I know I, 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 I'm with you on that. But some people have been talking about Sincere McCormick as, like, a big-time
0: pick, you know? They were from the start. No, I told you. Okay, let's go back to Kenneth Walker. Um, so I, I feel like, yeah, we had to put him here. Uh, he wasn't bad. They just didn't give him the ball. And, yeah, of course, they got down fast. But they were doing that weird rotation right off the bat, and it made no fucking sense to me after giving him the ball 35 times and basically single-handedly beating Michigan. game that they shouldn't have won, by the way. Uh, single-handedly beating Michigan. They get him seven touches in this game. Uh, I think they should revoke Mel Tucker's fucking extension because that is insane. I know the game was out of hand, but it doesn't matter. What the fuck else are you going to do? Like, Thorn has been okay, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, that's that was ridiculous because it wasn't when they were down that they are like, okay, we got to move away from the running game. It was early on where the game was, like, you know, 7 or 14 nothing. And they weren't getting the ball to Kenneth Walker. And at first I was like, is he banged up? Did he get hurt? And then, you know, he he come back in and he had that one really nice 15-yard carry, whatever it was, that he made that really sweet cut. I'm like, okay, this is Kenneth Walker getting going. And then they rotated right out and it's fucking whatever other, I can't remember their backs name. they suck. Um, And it was just embarrassing, in my opinion. I don't know what the hell they were doing. I don't know what the hell they were doing. Um, And Hall, I I agree with you, just not impressive at all. He had that one Hmm. nice one I had to catch. Uh, other than yeah, that, that was a nice catch. It was a really nice catch. Other than that, though, actually running the ball, um, not impressive. Really, really unimpressive. Uh, a couple more for me. I mentioned
1: Sauce Gardner shutting down Reggie Roberson. His, mm-hmm. his, like, he's gonna have to build himself back at the senior Bowl. He's had a very mad year. He doesn't look nearly as explosive as he did prior to the injury. I th- I think I even mentioned that last week. Just yeah, two did. catches for seven yards. Especially Danny Gray out, they needed him to step up for Mordecai and he didn't. Um, so that's a big blow. Uh, to his his uh status. Um, I thought Kevon Thibodeau, Udot did a great job shutting him down. Yep. Made him irrelevant for much of that game. Um, especially uh, I, I thought his lack of impact against the run. Um, was kind of the the biggest thing because he's been such a good run defender. But Utah did a really good job doubling him and, and just kind of washing him out of plays. Uh, no, I... Pa- t- past rush Rise there just wasn't a lot of, um, I don't know, different looks. He, he It felt like he just kept trying to rely on his pure athleticism, and there wasn't a ton going on with his hands.
0: Yeah, I no, I put him here too. I totally agree. Like, It's hard to really, like, is he really slamming on the board? No, but um like you just said i thought utah really just uh, took him out of the game very effectively and was not much of an impact and you look at that and i've already banged the table for hutch on this episode it's week in week out hutch is the best player on the field uh Thibodeau might be the most talented player on the field but there's been weeks where he's not the best and it's plus dealing with injury stuff but no i agree i agree and that, that was kind of a game that was built for Thibodeau to um to not look his best because, you know, they're just a ground and pound and get you a gun on the play action kind of team, and um, he wasn't good. Um, speaking of tight end, though, I know we've been here. We've been here many times this year, but I wanted to just bring up Julio Billingsley again and how irrelevant he is for the Alabama offense.
1: I forgot about him.
0: Exactly, and, I mean, he was a lot of people tight ends one, and Maybe this is a tight end episode because um, he's not. I don't think he's anyone's tight end number one anymore, but – very much could well be a still a riser if he ever when he does decide to declare. I mean maybe he's a guy who transfers because I mean, we know he was in Saban's doghouse entering the year, um not getting the touches that he should be, so maybe he's a guy that that transfers. I wonder if that's a thing
1: um speaking of Alabama, how about Josh Job, who I already mentioned Trayvon Burke's got the best of him? I don't know where Josh Job stands, but he entered the year as a guy people thought was one thought was one of the best corners in the country. he's not. Like, he doesn't, I don't think he's, like, even a draftable corner, but he's an Alabama corner, so I'm sure we'll see him at the Senior Bowl and we'll see some yeah. hype. But, yeah, he looked terrible against Burks.
0: Has he had a good game this year? Like, of course they play, like, they're not playing great teams every week, but I don't remember a game where he really stood out, positively, that is. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, do you have anyone else? No, let's 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 make the jump. Uh, out of
1: nowhere, I think Micah Tafoa, T- T- Taufa, I can't say his last name, Tafua. The edge for Utah was, like, along with Devin Lloyd, it, 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 dominant against Oregon. He ate the Ducks right tackles, fucking lunch every snap. He had just one sack, and it was it was a great inside uh, spin move. But he kept just beating them and getting under them with rip and dips. I, I, I thought three or four big-time hurries throughout that game. Uh, he's a fifth-year junior. Uh, in like a three-year starter, but yeah, he he looked great. He looked athletic, and he had a nice pass rush repertoire.
0: Another Sky touchdown. Sky fucking good. It's weird that the underclassmen are like seemingly way better than the upperclassmen in, in the action this year. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of talent. That's that's fun. Um. My out of nowhere guy. And sorry, one last point on that. You wouldn't think that would be this year because you know all, all the dudes took the the super senior year. Anyways. Um. My out of nowhere guy, he's not that out of nowhere, but uh, I thought Isaiah Thomas for, for the Sooners was really, 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 really good uh, against uh, the Cyclones. And I thought he outplayed Benito. I thought he outplayed uh, Winfrey. Neither of them really were bad, but he just kept making big play after big play, had a couple of sacks. It felt like he was making more than that. Like like it was constantly around the football against uh, – only had three tackles, but constantly around the football against Iowa State. Um, so just like out of nowhere, in the fact that he looked like the best player on that defense. Um, my
1: prospect that made me look stupid is uh, Canadian John Mechie.
0: Me too, because <laughs> I gave him shit. I've been giving him shit, so I had to I had to give him credit for shutting me up this league. Yeah, that was a great comeback game. Where his yeah. speed did look
1: legit. Um, he he complemented Jameson Williams perfectly. Helped that Bryce Young was playing so great, but. Um, that that was the John Mechie I think a lot of people expected to see this year, and uh, maybe Hasn't next year is the breakout.
0: Yeah, I don't like why come out this year, right? You're, next year you're, you're the dude at Bama. Why fuck around? You know, Young is obviously going to be there again. Like I, I think he should stay, and uh, I think next year is the breakout, Rob. I think it is.
1: Um, my prospect prospect matchup: I, Alabama's O line, Arkansas's D line. It's a, good one. it's a good one. Evan, Evan Neal was on uh, yeah. throughout that game. The right tackle uh, struggled, uh, but Arkansas's big names, John Ridgeway, senior bowl invite or acceptee, and Trey Williams, I, I thought both uh, were quieted down. Um, Evan Neal handled Trey Williams pretty consistently. Ridgeway didn't look too dynamic as a pass rusher, but it was still fun to, to watch all these prospects battle.
0: It's a good one. I went with uh, Andrew Booth, the Clemson corner, who we haven't talked about too much because Clemson sucks, uh, versus A.T. Perry and uh, Jaquari Robertson, uh, who obviously Clemson beat Wake. But uh, Perry and Roberson both had pretty good games. Uh, Perry went over 100. Roberson just under at 93. But uh, I don't think it was coming against Andrew Booth. Andrew Booth was pretty outstanding. This was kind of like... I know you're gonna look at the box score and kinda of see Roberson and, and Perry kinda of did their thing, but Booth they kind of rotate him in and out, which is fucking stupid. Clemson just sucks. But, but Booth had a had an awesome interception too, where he's kinda of like the 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 receivers kind of dragging him down. He's leaning backwards, had a great play, had a couple other uh PBUs. Um That was it was a really good Don't Forget about me game from entry Booth. And Perry and, and Roberson are just they're week in, week out, like a really, really, really fun duo. Yeah, baby. Um, who will put the box score for you? I'm with Haskell Garrett, who I mentioned earlier. I think I could have had I almost had Smith and Garrett here, but I'm like I'll give Smith the nod for shooting up, and uh, Garrett kind of started from the start. Where yeah, he had the sack, but I thought this was a really impactful for, game for Garrett all around. Remember that first? I think it was on the first drive where they tried to set the screen to Kenneth Walker, and Garrett just sniffed it out right away. I'm like that's that's a great play by Garrett, kind of just forced that the throw into the dirt. Um, and on the very first snap he had that that play where he um he made the sweet little little swim move and got the tackle on Walker the very first snap. Um Garrett kind of set the tone early and, and followed through and like you said had the, had the sack too. Mm-hmm. Um I, I thought that was a really really good game for him.
1: Yeah, I think it was his most
0: important it, it, it was
1: their most important game of the year and his most impactful game by far yeah. of the
0: year. Yeah.
1: Uh Maya will the box score is uh, kind of a deep cut. Um, he didn't have a single catch for the Utah offense. But Utah's other tight end, Cole Fotheringham, who's like their blocking tight end, because Brand Keithy's basically like a jumbo slot, like yeah. move, chess piece. Fotheringham's the, their like, more classic in-line guy. He was the one who they basically stuck an offensive lineman in him against Kayvon Thibodeau for most of the night. And he, he dominated. I thought he... Freaking moved Kavon Tipito throughout the game at the point of attack, and he looked like uh, a tight end who could find a, a role in the NFL just for what he can do as a blocker. Yeah, the Jaguars
0: will take him in the fourth.
1: Yeah, agree. Speaking, um,
0: speaking of tight ends, I got a tight end for prospect who's being overhyped. Someone you've mentioned on the show already, though. Trey McBride. Trey McBride. Yeah, correct. Um <laughs> you watched the Colorado State game? No, I didn't. But I, I just I don't like the I don't get the hype he's getting on him. Like there's there's I think he's. Like he's very much in that um like
1: I don't well I, I guess my question should be what's the hype? I've seen top fifty.
0: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that I think so the top I 50 say, like, is way too much.
1: He he's super I, I like I would agree he's in the same like realm as all these tight ends we've talked about. Um especially this more small school guys like the Cole yeah. Turner's,
0: uh the Isaiah Likely's and, and whatnot, but I think push yeah. comes to shove, though. Their his athleticism top... is just going to outshine McBride. Well,
1: I was going say, to say, to say McBride's top 50 is to say he's tight end one because yeah. I don't think any of these tight ends should go top 50, really. I think,
0: like, Dane Brugler even had him in his, like, you know, the, the next 15 that didn't make him top 50, but, like, I've seen him top 50 for other people. Yeah. So, give me Paul um... cool
1: fathering him over him all day.
0: <laughs> and, like, he is a good tight end. I'm not trying to shit on Trey McBride. Like, no, I know three, what you're saying. Sure. It's just too much. It's too much. Yeah, like, he's in 1,000 yards this year, 84 catches, only one tight end, uh, one touchdown, which is kind of weird, but, yeah, just, just some of the hype I've seen, it's almost like he's, like, the trendy name to put as tight end one for, like, mock drafts and stuff, but, like, it's not guys that are really watching him. Um,
1: My overhype's Christian Harris. Every time I watch the Alabama yeah. defense, he just doesn't, like, people are talking about him as a top-ten pick, as a Michael Parsons-level linebacker, and he's no an- like, every time I watch that Alabama defense, he does not stand out. It's The guys who stand out are, are Will it, – it's generally Will Anderson by a large,
0: large, large margin. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then I think Henry Toto has played better than him. You know what's funny? Henry Toto what? is my transfer of the week. Okay,
1: perfect. Yeah, because, um, yeah, Harris is the second-best ball linebacker on that team. It, 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 at least that's what I saw against Arkansas. Agreed. Um, and, like, and he looked, looks more like like he – he, in a year we've seen guys like Nicobe Dean and Terrell yeah. Bernard and tons of, tons of freaky athletic linebackers who pop. Christian Harris
0: doesn't. No, no. And, like, Toto's not a freaky guy, and I don't think he's, like, a stud or anything, but I had a really no. good game against against Yeah, the he Jays. did. couple sacks, a couple TFLs. Uh, it was kind of all over the ball. And, yeah, no, that's a great <laughs> – I'm glad you led with Harris because uh, beside him, Toto looks like the way superior football player. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh,
1: my treasury popped. Uh, I am mean, gonna. my last two categories are just Maxion people because it's <clears> the fun. Like, I know we got Maction next. This is our final week of Maction, yeah. but I probably won't be much Mansion talk on our final show. It's only um, two
0: games this week, too. Yeah.
1: Well, so do we count a Friday afternoon, Thanksgiving, Eastern Not, versus uh, Central? Is that Maxion still? Because I don't I mean, think that... It, it is it 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 is, but it isn't like it's not real action. No, like no. I I appreciate it, but it's not the same. Agreed. Okay, okay. Um, so my transfer who popped on the scene is James Madison transfer Jawan Hamilton, who is now at Eastern Michigan, ran for 179 against Western Michigan, five eight two hundred, got some juice, and uh a, a, a kind of a stout physical, but straight line explosive runner. and He was a lot of fun against Western. Who's your Who's your small school guy? Uh, I got two Western Michigan guys, which is great because they're playing right now and Skymore's going off, and Skymore last week is my small school guy who caught my eye for this week, but he's also catching my eye again tonight. Uh, he hit 12 I'm, for 181 yeah. in a score against Eastern. I think if we were to make just purely like the Maxion players of of the month for November, like truly just what they did in Maxion games, Skymore is up there. Lou Nichols, Skymore, like Ralph Hawley. Yeah, those, those um, Fayad. Uh cool Pimpleton for that one game.
0: The Pimp Man for sure.
1: Yeah, but like Skymore's been the most consistent non-running back, non lou Nichols player through action. Skymore's been like a
0: dude since he stepped on foot, uh, stepped foot on campus well, too. I
1: was gonna say, yeah. I mean, Dwayne Askridge
0: went uh, second round last year. Skymore could be next very possible i mean it definitely helps that he you know if you're a small school guy like that to get like that real bump it really helps to be at a program that produces that position and western michigan produces more wide receivers than most uh g5 schools right Mm -hmm. yeah like he he's a he's a third year sophomore so uh, we're assuming he's not coming out
1: for like two years but he's put up numbers yes yeah to consistently and, just winning deep too And Ralph Hawley's just a wrecking ball so i had to put him too
0: yeah you know what? i want to give a shout out to uh to he's air Force is a wide receiver but he's clearly not a wide receiver in air Force because he got 23 characters 221 that's deAndre Hughes who's like it's like 58175 and he's a wide receiver that's obviously playing that triple option just thought it was goofy obviously they beat uh Nevada in triple ot Friday night they didn't catch the game but i watched Hughes some Hughes highlights and he's a lot of fun
1: you know what else is a lot of fun? Turkey Day. Especially with my bookie, because they give you plenty of reasons to be thankful. Starting with a two hundred and fifty dollar risk free bet on Thursday afternoon when the Cowboys host the Raiders. Bet the spread between the Raiders and Cowboys at MyBookie. When you win, you win. And if you don't, MyBookie will refund you up to $250. Simply put, you can't lose this bet. And that's what I call no risk, all gravy. Bet you hadn't heard that before. Before you get your wager in, set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000 so you won't need to break the wishbone to be the one to come out ahead. Feast risk-free on Turkey Day with my bookie and make sure you stick around for seconds as they gear up for what should be a fun Black Friday with tons of odds boosts that will have your belly and your pockets full. Bet on anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts. When your teams win, join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account, when you deposit, make sure to use promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol, start investing, and profiting from your favorite teams. Spotify Greenroom is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app, free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow all your favorite sports media people to be notified when their rooms go live. Come with your spiciest takes. I got a spicy take for you, AJ. Oh,
0: I'm scared. Let's hear it. I'm gonna go five and zero this week because I got four and one the last two weeks. Uh hey, I was trying to go against you and try to make some picks up, and I didn't. I went two and three.
1: <laughs> Damn, that sucks to suck. I went four and one. <sighs> I'm thirty six and nineteen on the season.
0: It's a good year, man. It's a good year. I'm I'm two below five hundred at twenty six, twenty eight, and one.
1: This week is uh, it's final regular season week, and I was tempted to say well, let's pick ten games, but then I thought about it and I was like I don't want to do that. We can pick um, every
0: every game next week. Okay, thanks. Including USC and Cal. Cal. USC,
1: okay. Let's only pick Cal USC.
0: <laughs> Winner takes home the uh, regular season pick 'em title. Okay, I like that. I'm just kidding. It's all kidding. in the line. No, 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 I like
1: that. You're right. College football week 13 Thanksgiving extravaganza picks. Gobble, time. gobble. Um, are you taking any, like, are you taking the Egg Bowl? Or are you taking the Apple Cup? Are you taking any weekday games?
0: I'm taking a weekday game, but not one of those games, if I Yo, may.
1: Yeah, Texas, Kansas State. You've been talking about this one for Texas,
0: a while. Texas, K-State. I've been mean, hyping this one. No, noon. Noon? Why is the game at noon? I don't know. CBS Boise State. Minus two and a half, going to San Diego State. Uh, San Diego State's fluttering, faltering a little bit the last couple weeks. But regardless, uh, I think they're still the better team at 10-1. and Uh, They're getting points. They're at home. It's a a 9 a.m. start. I don't know why. Local time? Um, (laughs) So I'm literally just picking the team that gets to sleep in their bed the night before. uh, Their own bed, I should say, the night before 9 a.m. kickoff. Going with the Aztecs. I think they're I think they're better than Boise but although Boise's getting hot a bit hot lately.
1: Can I just say how shitty that is for the 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 student athletes that they don't like their Thanksgiving is ruined by the fact they have to
0: play a football game at nine AM the next day. Big time. I don't know like I keep like even as I was saying that I'm like, did I miss something? Like is this game not in San Diego for some reason? But no, I checked and it is and yeah, I don't I don't know what the fucking deal is. Fun. Okay, I'm starting with the game. Number two, Ohio
1: State. At number five, Michigan. 12 p.m. Fox on Saturday. Big noon kickoff, AJ. This is like the only big noon kickoff that actually is big and at, at noon. Um, <laughs> Buckeyes, eight-point eight favorites in the big house. I ride my Buckeyes. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout, and Michigan doesn't have the passing attack to, to keep up. Ohio State's offense is more, far better, more explosive yeah, passing. Yeah. More well rounded. Um, defensively, I, th- I think Michigan's got more playmakers defensively, but Ohio State's defensive unit as a whole has been much better the last couple of weeks. Um, I- I'm ready for the Buckeyes to blow them out again.
0: By the way, I checked. That game's in Carson, California, like a suburb of Los Angeles. I don't know why. It might be where they film Pros versus Joe. So it might be the Pros versus Joe's uh, Thanksgiving noon kickoff. So I think I might be excited for that. Uh, the game, who cares about the game? I mean, let's talk about the pros versus Joe's Thanksgiving kickoff. No, uh, no, of course, Michigan's gonna win. It's in the big house, it's it's eight. Po- they're getting in eight points. It's all gravy, baby, in the words of the great uh Rob Paul. Um, Michigan's got a great, great defense, Ohio State's got a great offense. Uh, it's gonna be a great game. If they get blown out, I cry. You won't see me on the show next week. Uh, if they lose close, I cry harder. You'll never see, see me on the show again. Um, but. But I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, you know, I didn't have high hopes for this Michigan season, so it's it's all nice, but I do have a lot of hope now, and it's going to get crushed. But Michigan wins outright, probably like 35-10 to 10 or something like that. Good. Yeah, okay. Uh,
1: 330 CBS, the Iron Bowl, number three Alabama, 19.5-point favorites at Auburn. I'm taking Bama. I think Brian Harson's a bad coach. I've thought it the whole time. bonix is terrible. Bama? Bama, I know Arkansas covered against Bama, but Auburn does not have the guns to keep up with what Bryce Young and that passing attack did last week. I like I, I don't know what what reason is Auburn given us to believe they could cover this. Only like one that, reason that that Mississippi
0: State comeback against them, like we we didn't talk about how fucking big a joke that was. It was a big joke. There's only one reason Auburn gives to have any belief in it, and it's that is the Iron Bowl. And Alabama's better than Auburn every single year. They're going to Auburn. And Auburn always plays them tight. They always play them tight. I'm taking Auburn. Do okay. I believe in this? And then no. B- but Brian
1: Harson's going to cover and then partly into the Washington State job. Smart. I respect that. Um, okay, the, the real biggest game of the week. 3.30 CBS Sports Network. The Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky <laughs> at the thundering herd of Marshall. Uh, as we know, this is for the Conference USA East Division. UTSA um, sealed the, the West last week against UAB in what was a great game. This should also be a great game. I'm taking the Hilltoppers, one-point dogs, so just now a really win from Bailey Zappi, who could become the sixth QB in NCAA history, I believe it is, with threw over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns in a season. Uh, I think that him and Jareth Stearns are going to be too much for Marshall. I know you like Grant Wells, uh, and, and Rashin Ali's been one of the best Mac run or one of the best G five running backs. They got Xavier Gaines. Like it, it's Marshall has a uh, players on that offense. I just don't think they can keep up, and uh, they got some players on their defense like Nazi Johnson's one of the and Stephen Stephen Gilmore are both like guys who could yeah. make the NFL leap, but. Like Bill, well, what
0: Billy Zappi, especially in the last couple of games, they've really hit their stride. Um, Western Kentucky going full Houston Baptist has been a genius decision, and Billy Zappi's having an all-time season. He is. And so and so is Jareth Stearns. And so is Jared Stearns. Absolutely. But you know yeah. me, I've, I've been a Zap man from the start, since the start of last year when he was. For yeah, like seven hundred yards against against. You talked the about it on this show. Yeah, I was I was the OG. And so uh, you tell, wait, are you picking this game? No, but I'm of course I'm picking the Hilltoppers. But, but spiritually you are. Spiritually. This game is also spiritually for me. I am going 330 ESPN the uh, the game no- formerly known as the Civil War. Yep. I almost or- took
1: it, I didn't. I opted not to.
0: Oregon State at Oregon. The Ducks are minus 7. I think we're going to get chaos in the Pac-12. I I do want to say Oregon State's quietly been like way better than they've been in in recent I, years. I tuned into a lot of the game late Saturday night, and they were, like, good. They're gritty. They were wearing, like, like early 2000s throwbacks, or is, I don't know if that's just how they look now. Um, no one knows. <laughs> it reminded me of, like, Quiz Rod and all, all that era. F- I jo- loved it.
1: Jonathan Smith quietly, like, turned that program into, yeah. like, not, well, I mean, they're bowl eligible this year, but at, at least
0: a this game's team. This game's for the North. Yeah. If they win, they win the Pac-12 North, and I th- I'm saying they're coming to Austin, and they're going home with the Pac-12 North. I take love the, it. Take the beeves plus the points in a big rivalry.
1: I mean, it's worth noting they have a wide receiver who's been starting for them for like six years, in Trevon Bradford. So, <laughs> <laughs> three thirty ABC for the Land Grant Trophy. Penn State at number twelve, Michigan State Spartans are dogs at home.
0: Penn State's a weird team.
1: I like. I didn't realize a Weird this, team. But. That's a good uh, bet. I, uh, when I originally went to make like make this pick, I was going to take Penn State to cover. Yeah, but then I realized State uh, Michigan State was dogs at home. Bounce back game. I know they look like shit against the Buckeyes. Penn State is like a very Jekyll and Hyde team. I think the Spartans find find their way back. Lean on Kenneth Walker a lot more. Yeah, uh, and win this game.
0: Yeah, Tucker just heard me uh rip him a new one earlier on the show. He's like, All right, you're right, I gotta feed the old KW and uh he's gonna get back into the Heisman ballot. I think he's gonna go off against yeah. Should be a fun game actually, but I don't he's know, know if anyone's doing it. But it should be a fun game. Uh seven thirty, ABC. Yeah. Bedlam. Bedlam. Oklahoma State, minus four. Who are you taking? I went back and forth. It's tough. Oklahoma State's defense has been very good
1: this yeah. year. They're a team that we haven't talked about all that much. Oklahoma is I, I had a run
0: where I kept picking them or like mid season.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I think the Sooners come through. I I'm took taking the Sooners, the Sooners too. I'm taking the Sooners to cover, not necessarily win because it's Bedlam. It could be like a three point Cowboys yeah. win, but I'm taking the Sooners yeah. to cover. Uh Caleb Williams had another big like it wasn't a dominant game, but he had a couple big, the run big time plays. Same. The run, he had that yeah. one the, the one touchdown throw on the move was awesome. Yeah. Um I don't know. It's gonna be. It's a great test to see where Caleb Williams is at against this defense. How many uh, rattler attempts do we get? Fuck. I hope none.
0: Zero. Yeah, I agree. I hope so. Uh, no, I'm. I'm taking OU too. I'm taking OU. Um, Stillwater is a special place, but I just think the Sooners. is ha- a special game. It's gonna it be is. a close one. It is. I feel like if I was getting points either way, I'd be taking the points. You know. Yeah. That.
1: That's kind of. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, well, AJ next uh well i guess not next show but next week one of us is gonna be happy and the other's gonna be sad one of
0: us is we... gonna be going to the playoffs the other will be going to the rose bowl maybe that's not so bad i think uh i think whoever wins loses the big Ten <laughs> championship yeah i hope Co- so <laughs> couldn't even get that one out uh good luck
1: i guess okay uh, not the same to you i don't give a damn about the whole state of michigan